Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for May the 11th of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So, if you enjoyed the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But on today's show, we have a confirmation of something we talked about briefly yesterday. Resident Evil Village is selling very, very well, off to a fantastic start with 3 million units shipped globally. Capcom Company Limited today announced the new title Resident Evil Village for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC has shipped over 3 million units worldwide. The Resident Evil franchise features survival horror games in which players utilize a variety of weapons and other items to escape terrifying situations. Cumulative shipments of the games in the series now exceed 100 million units since the first title debuted in 1996. Now, more than 25 years later, continuous support from the passionate fanbase across the globe makes it Capcom's flagship game series. Representing the eighth main entry in the series, the new Resident Evil Village, is the sequel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which has gone on to ship a cumulative 8.5 million units as of December 31st, 2020, and features a higher degree of action and even more expansive, highly engaging gameplay. In the game, players take on the role of protagonist Ethan Winters as they delve into a new kind of survival horror set in a mysterious icy village. Built with Capcom's proprietary RE engine, the game maximizes the potential of the next-generation devices to deliver stunning photorealistic visuals while utilizing cutting-edge audio technology. This, along with praise for the deeply immersive experience from fans allowing the game's demo, resulting in worldwide shipments of the titles surpassing 3 million units. Moreover, in celebration of the series' 25th anniversary, Capcom will launch Resident Evil Reverse, an online multiplayer action game where players battle it out as popular characters from the series. The game will be provided free to players who purchase Resident Evil Village. Capcom further plans a number of initiatives to expand the value of the brand, including the franchise's first original CG animated series, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which will launch worldwide exclusively on Netflix, as well as a variety of other cross-media expansions. Capcom remains firmly committed to satisfying the expectations of all stakeholders by leveraging its industry-leading game development capabilities in order to create highly entertaining gameplay experiences. 3 million copies. So how does that stack up? Well, Benji Sales on Twitter has the rundown for us. He says, quote, Resident Evil Village has shipped 3 plus million units at launch. The Resident Evil franchise has now surpassed 100 million units shipped lifetime, and here is how it stacks up to the competition. RE8 Village comes in at 3 million plus. RE2 Remake also comes in at 3 million plus in its first four days. Resident Evil 7 came in at 2.5 million. And Resident Evil 3 Remake, which was underwhelming for a lot of players, came in at around 2 million. He also adds, it's worth noting this is half a million units higher than RE7 and also did it in less days. The 2.5 million for RE7 is across five days. So there you have it. It seems that Resident Evil Village is building on that success of Resident Resident Evil 7, and I would say the marketing around this game has been stronger than that of Resident Evil 7. Of course, whenever you have Lady Dimitrescu as your main focus, you have a lot of people that are sharing her, you have a lot of memes that are being created around her, and the conversation is focused almost entirely 
on Resident Evil for the month of May. This is one of the biggest games of the summer season, and for good reason. It takes advantage of the next generation of hardware, it has a very strong marketing campaign, and on top of that, it's from one of the most legendary franchises in gaming. Again, I have not had a chance to dive in and check it out. I'm going to give it a couple of weeks, let the dust settle and see where people sit on it, uh, but very impressive stuff from the team at Capcom here. Again, these sales are very, very strong, and they're so strong, they're up there with Resident Evil 2 Remake. That is something to absolutely applaud, because Resident Evil 2 Remake was a record breaker in and of itself, and Village has smashed that across the board, especially in the PC gaming space with concurrent players, as we discussed on yesterday's show. But games continue to look better and better. We've seen it with Resident Evil Village, and we've seen it with plenty of new games that have already launched this generation. But things are going to be looking even better in the years ahead. The Coalition is moving to next-gen development on Unreal Engine 5. They write on the Coalition blog, At the Coalition, we pride ourselves on delivering the best possible Gears of War games and the best possible game performance using cutting-edge tools like Unreal Engine. We wanted to update our fans on both of those things. Thank you to all the fans out there who have been on this journey with us. During a worldwide pandemic and working from home, the team launched a first strategy title, Gears Tactics, relaunched Gears 5 and Tactics on Xbox Series X and S hardware with performance upgrades and features, revamped Gears 5 multiplayer with a ton of content and updates, and capped the year with the first mainline campaign expansion, Gears 5 Hivebusters, in almost a decade. As we look to future games, we are excited to start shifting our resources to next-gen development using Unreal Engine 5. Gears of War has always been on the front of Unreal Engine development as a breakout 720p title for Xbox 360 through last year's 120 frames per second multiplayer update for Xbox Series X and S. And we're excited to continue that tradition by developing on Unreal Engine 5 for multiple new projects in the coming years. So what does this mean for current titles? Gears 5 still has content on the way and will continue to release new operations through Operations 7 and 8. Each operation will have two drops including new characters, new maps, and special events. And through the end of the year, we will have store updates with exciting new content as well as featured playlists. Shifting to a new engine is a big undertaking, so we want to be clear that we will not be announcing any new projects or titles for some time. Last, our amazing team needs more exceptional professionals to help us continue to push the envelope, so we're hiring. Thanks again to all of our fans. We are eager to get to work and show you what we're working on when the time is right. Signed, The Coalition. Unreal Engine 5 looks fantastic. We saw the tech demo in 2020, and it looks gorgeous. And so you'll see a lot of companies begin to move to Unreal Engine 5. This is just kind of the next evolutionary step. But to see that the coalition is already beginning to adopt Unreal Engine 5 means that you're probably going to see this adoption happen pretty fast across the board for the big dogs. Now, in the years ahead, you'll start to see a trickle down towards those medium-sized developers and those that are ready uh, to get on board fully with next-gen development. So as we get out of this initial launch window, uh, where you have games that are developed across generations, you'll start to see Unreal Engine 5 become the go-to engine for a lot of developers. But as I said, the lighting in this engine, the frame rate, the textures, everything just looks near photorealistic. It is truly impressive to see. Uh, and so I hope that we see it taken uh, and used to its fullest advantage in the next Gears game or whatever the Coalition is making. I would totally be open to the Coalition making something outside of the world of Gears or perhaps working on multiple projects simultaneously 
depending on how they want to break that down. Uh, so we'll follow along closely with what the coalition has in store, but Next Generation is certainly starting to pick up, and a lot of movement is happening on that front. On top of that, speaking of movement, the next generation of VR is here, coming from PlayStation, and Upload VR has an exclusive report that the next-gen PlayStation VR is 4K with foveated rendering and vibration features. In short, this article from Upload VR breaks down some of the newest rumors, the newest hearsay in the industry about what the next generation PlayStation VR headset brings to the table. It's pretty impressive if this is to be believed. Again, 4K is a big deal for VR gaming because that high resolution increases the realism of your experience. I've played on an Oculus, uh, older Oculus, I should say, and that lower resolution certainly does have an impact. Now, that being said, VR is still super impressive. I do believe in the technology, but as it gets better and as these components get cheaper, you will see a better experience come out of it. Foveated rendering. You might be saying, what is that? I'm saying, am I even saying that correctly? But I googled what it is so that I could let you guys know. In short, it reduces the impact on the machine itself by blurring out what's in your peripheral vision. So in short, you won't be able to see in full resolution from the corners of your eye, but that doesn't really matter because nine times out of 10, that's out of your peripheral vision anyway. So if there's eye tracking within the device itself, it can then offload some of those processing requirements and not focus on that and focus instead on what's directly in front of your eyes to still create something that is a realistic experience without the impact of rendering a full 4K image across every area of your eye. That being said, you also have vibration features, the haptic feedback that the DualSense is known for. That's a requirement, in my opinion, for the PlayStation VR, because Sony has gone in this generation and made this vibration their big console seller, or I should say one of their big console sellers. When I think about a PlayStation 5, I think about the 3D audio and I think about the haptic feedback. Those two elements are what set the PlayStation 5 apart from what you have on the Xbox Series X. In the world of VR, that's what's going to set them apart from any other competing headset. You have the Oculus Quest 2, you have the HTC Vive, then you have higher end hardware. But none of them really have that same level of interactivity that you have with the DualSense haptic feedback. And so to bake that into these next generation uh, controllers is something that is very, very important. And so I would say that's probably something that could be believed. Uh, but again, these details are included in the Upload VR rundown. The resolution is said to be 4000 by 2040 or 2000 by 2040 per eye. Very high quality stuff right there. And again, you can see how it stacks up to the rest of the VR lineup, but we will definitely stay tuned. I would say you're probably going to see this, if not towards the end of this year, definitely in 2022. If I had to guess, probably more towards 2022 because of the production issues with the PlayStation 5 currently doesn't really make sense to launch a PlayStation VR component whenever a lot of people are still trying to find the base hardware itself. Uh, so hopefully that is when we will see that come to light. Ubisoft is now officially branding all of its own games as Ubisoft Originals. This was something that was announced last week with The Division's Heartland, uh, the free-to-play game that is coming later this year, or I should say 2021 to 2022, uh, but it seems this is going to be used by all internally developed games. Ubisoft told Eurogamer, quote, Moving forward, the Ubisoft Original mention is attached to all of Ubisoft's games created in-house by our talented developers, end quote. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer brings up a very good point. All games currently from Ubisoft are made in-house, which 
insinuates more games are going to not be made in-house. So he predicts that there is going to be some kind of indie program created. Similar to what you see with EA Originals, uh, where you have these smaller external studios that are partnering uh, with EA as a publisher, that's something that could potentially be done over at Ubisoft. And so if you see an Ubisoft original, this is probably going to be something that's attached to the stuff that you see from Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. That kind of makes sense. Personally, I thought they were going the other way around, where this was used to kind of identify smaller titles from Ubisoft. The indie titles, the new ideas, the experiments, uh, like what you see here with Heartland. Of course, this is a big AAA game. This is not something that's going to be half-heartedly thrown around. This is just the next evolution of where the division should go. Uh, but it's an interesting move, to say the least, and branding is very important, because it sets the tone for what people should expect. Whenever I think about something that is an original, whenever I think about something uh, that is an exclusive, I think about something that is unique to that brand, and it's very important to differentiate those. Uh, and whenever there is a good original, then you really see a lot of brand strength gained from that conversation at around that specific experience. So stay tuned for that. You'll be seeing this Ubisoft Originals tag on a lot more games in the years ahead. Finally, I just wanted to say this out loud on a podcast, Epic Games claims Fortnite is at full penetration on console. They don't think the game is going to get any more popular than it currently gets right now. It seems that they have reached market saturation, in their opinion, and that nobody else is going to come and really play the game in a super meaningful way where you see a ton of people coming in and really flocking around Fortnite in the same way that you saw between 2016 and 2018. It's a solid prediction. I'm not going to really comment on it one way or the other. This report comes from the Epic vs. Apple court case in which Epic's marketing director, Matthew Wessinger, was asked about the impact of Fortnite being removed from the App Store. Quote, The lawyer pressed him for details on how many iOS users Fortnite had when it was live, with Wessinger reporting there have been 2.5 million daily active users. He later explained this represented about 10% of Fortnite's total daily active users, or approximately 30 million users, end quote. That's a lot of people that were kicked off of Fortnite because of the iOS restrictions. Uh, now, you can still play the game on Android in a sideload kind of format, but mobile is kind of largely out of Epic's reach at this point because of the moves they're making in court. Uh, but on the console side of things, they do say that they have reached full market penetration. So uh, there you have it. We'll see if they continue to uh, surge at any point in the future. But... Never say never. You know, you look at what Fortnite was at its very origin, at its very beginning, and before it had Battle Royale, that was one of those games that would have just gone into the wind. It would have been a Battleborn kind of situation. And then you see the Battle Royale come into the market, and they made it in just a couple of weeks on a shoestring budget, and lo and behold, it became something that continues to fund an entire company's philanthropic gaming ventures. Uh, and so, again, you can never write anything off for loss, uh, but if I had to guess, Fortnite is kind of at its peak because so many people play it. Whenever you think about the go-to free-to-play game that anybody comes home to and sits down to after a long day, if they're just a novice gamer that just wants to shoot some stuff and not spend money, Fortnite's a good option. Just saying. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today, but specifically... Resident Evil Village. Have you played it? Do you want to play it? And what do you think about the game shipping 3 million units in 4 days? Would love to hear what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.